Hey, thanks for listening. This is Until All Have Heard. We come to you from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC, and I'm Wayne Shepard, and we have another veteran broadcaster who's going to join us here today. Very often, Jonathan Mortiz helps us produce this podcast, and he's on mic with us now. Yeah, and Jonathan, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your long history with the Far East Broadcasting Company? Well, uh, thank you for for having me again, uh, Ed, Wayne, and Joe there in the in the studio, and uh, it's um, it's really a joy for me to to share what what God has been doing uh, through the ministry of FEBC. I started working with FEBC in the Philippines. That was 1987. I was doing broadcast uh, using my language, and um, um, then I was assigned in Saipan to do. Um, ministry for the Filipinos in the island of Saipan. Oh, that's tough duty, I hear. That, that <laughs> when that when that station existed, that was uh, that was a very hard place to serve, wasn't it, Jonathan? <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> I always tease myself and tease others. Uh, I suffered in the name of Christ in 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 Saipan, yeah, but very we had a wonderful, one, wonderful ministry. But anyway, going back to my experience on uh, you know broadcast, uh, local broadcast, as, as well as shortwave broadcast. In the Philippines, every time I kind of get tired, we have a place there that we could see a a, a model of the broadcast, you know, the reach of the broadcast. There's a map and there is light that covers whole Asia, actually. So every time I kind of get tired in doing, uh, you know, the the routines Mm -hmm. of, of what you're doing, you go there and say, oh, wow. We are reaching many, many nations, many, many people groups. So it re-energized uh, you. Definitely, definitely. And that's the shortwave broadcast because I was doing uh, local broadcast in my language. And now going to Saipan, Saipan has uh, big uh, transmitters, four transmitters really reaching China, uh, Russia, um, and um, the Southeast Asia coverage. And you will see all the, you know, you have the, the understanding. But I was doing also local broadcast to the, to the Filipinos there, but our big transmitters there really reaches to many, many countries. So that, that energizes me. Yeah. You know, many people today don't, don't understand shortwave, don't realize the significance of shortwave. But, you know, many, many years ago, shortwave radio was one of the most listened to broadcast platforms anywhere in the world. And in places like you're mentioning, Jonathan, these rural Mm -hmm. regions, it's still very important today. We might think that's an old technology, but it's not. Millions and millions of people are still listening today. And if you don't know, shortwave radio has the capacity to broadcast thousands of miles. Unlike Mm -hmm. local FM stations today, which are very small and regional, shortwave can broadcast about a third of the way around the earth. So uh, it's still a technology that has great, great power, doesn't it, Jonathan? Oh, definitely. And um, I mean, you know, I always look at this this way, especially on the effectivity of a shortwave broadcast right now. If the country is uh, strictly restricted in Christian broadcast, we can use this or we maximize this because uh, they cannot easily stop the broadcast <laughs> coming from, from shortwave. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, one of our most recent strategies in a country that I won't mention, 
uh, that was broadcasting on AM and FM radio, we kept telling the listeners, if these signals someday disappear, ask your grandparents where the shortwave receiver is, and we will be broadcasting in your language on shortwave radio. And actually, in some places, that's exactly what's happening today. Well, you're right, though. In North America, we never had to rely on shortwave radio because of the proliferation of uh, AM, FM here. But in other parts of the world, and as we're going to hear, it's still being very effectively used as a gospel tool. And Jonathan, Mm -hmm. you can tell us some stories of listeners who are impacted by it. Well, Nopakun, our director in our ethnic ministries, as as you know, we we broadcast to seventeen people groups in in Southeast Asia. And one one ministry or one testimony I'd, I'd like to share is this person who is in northern Thailand, and he came from Laos. He migrated, and he was a refugee in uh, uh, coming from Laos. And um, Nop asked him. How did you believe in God? I believe in God by listening to FEBC. Uh, I was taking too much drugs until I lost my health. Mm. I couldn't do anything, so I went to uh, Christians. So he looked for Christians for 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 help, and uh, and and he's a Mian, a Mian uh, people, a Mian person, and he was able to be connected to a Hmong a Christian. And he said, there's a, a Christian church here. And in the Christian church, the Mian Christian church, they gave him a radio. And he said, from then on, I've been listening uh, for, for many years in the shortwave uh, radio of the, of the Mian broadcast. And this is only one. I'm also looking at um, the uh, testimonies here of 18 being baptized in, in Myanmar. As I mentioned to you, if there's restriction coming from, from the government, uh, many, many people are, are listening to that. One, one country that I could highlight really, uh, shortwave listenerships is in Myanmar. And we have been receiving great, great responses there. So one, you know, the restrictions coming from the government. And number two, remotest areas, as, as Ed mentioned, Wayne, that it reaches long, long places, far, far places. And one highlight I'd like to share with you, a, a great testimony here. And we just recently heard this from, from Myanmar. I won't mention the people group. Okay. So um, this is a missionary who is there um, and, um, and giving us this wonderful, wonderful report. And he said, Hey, Jonathan, just wanted to update you with an encouraging report we've recently received from local partners. A few ministers of that people group as that is connected with them recently traveled to a village for the first time and saw unusual receptivity. By the end of the first day, 30 homes, almost the whole village, expressed a desire to follow Jesus. And by the next morning, they were lining up to cut off the animistic strings around their wrists and necks that supposedly ward off evil spirits. The spirit priest was first in line, and he told our missionary friend, this is what we've been waiting our whole lives to hear. Our friend asked if anyone had ever come to explain the gospel before, and the villagers said, 
we've been listening for years to radio broadcast about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is shortwave. Mm-hmm. And we've always wanted to learn more. But you're the first people to come and explain to us in person. Our missionary friends credit the FEBC radio broadcasts for preparing the soul in this village before they arrived. And then, you know what happened in um, Myanmar, right? A few days later, militia showed up and threatened the villagers with guns, demanding they recant their faith. Oh. But the new believers refused. The militia even demanded a fine from every household that chose to follow Jesus. Every single household chose to pay the fine instead of turning back. Unfortunately, the political unrest in in Myanmar is keeping our friends from returning to this village, but they continue to encourage these villagers Hmm. uh, through other means of communication to them. Now, they said... We've been encouraged by the report, Jonathan, and wanted you guys to also be encouraged that God is still working in the midst of the chaos in Myanmar. (laughs) Thanks for faithfully continuing to facilitate these broadcasts and proclaim the good news. We're so grateful for you. And I told him, hey, we're all in this together (laughs) uh, until all have heard, you know. You know, Jonathan, that reminds me of the verse where Christ said, anyone who leaves family or home for me, will shall receive hundred times the reward in heaven. And so I think mm. about those poor suffering people who have left their house because of their faith in Christ, but yet mm. I celebrate uh, thinking that someday their reward will be so rich in heaven because they've done that for him. Yeah, Ed, as you mentioned that, you know, I, I was in, um, in Thailand uh, last February, and I met the the leader of this this people group who are doing is doing the broadcast yeah. to 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 them, and they said, yeah, this uh, families left. They were they were persecuted. They you know the leader was beaten, uh, but they were able to move out of that that their village. Hmm. They lost their homes. They hmm. lost their families. Hmm. They lost their their. In fact, the the leader was saying he's. He's pretty well off. He has many cows. He has many mm. uh, animals that he was taking care of, but he let them go. He left mm. and mm. Uh, for for following Jesus. Now our our team in that area is taking care of them. So mm. um, there's uh, there you know they have they gave they have given up their their lives for for Jesus Christ. You, you know, Jonathan, you sent me that picture of those people, and I shared mm-hmm. that with our board just last week. Uh, and, and the reason that picture means so much to me is here was a picture of these people, probably 30 or 35 people who had left their homes. They were sitting on a plastic tarp in the remote jungle region because they had not, nothing else with them. But the expression on their faces as they were praying in that photograph, when you zoom in on their faces, they're very, very satisfied. They're smiling. They're happy. And such a lesson for us living here in the United States where we're surrounded with religious freedom and and much material wealth, that these people who have absolutely nothing, who've given it all up for Christ, are such joyous, happy people that we need to learn a lesson from them about what's important in this life and the shortwave radio and its impact on people all around the world just like that is so encouraging. 
I've got one story that I wanted to share, Wayne, because mm-hmm. you're thinking about the remoteness. Jonathan, you talked about how shortwave radio can reach places where ministers, missionaries, uh, proclaimers of the word never have the opportunity to go. We met a man at a listener gathering one time who had come because he heard on shortwave radio that we were going to have some broadcasters in a certain remote city. And he didn't live too far from there. So he walked 18 miles that day to get to this village so that he could come to the listener gathering. And our director asked me, he said, Ed, can you talk to this man? He's got something he wants to tell you. We had to talk through a translator. But he said, the reason I came today was I've been listening to your broadcast for years, and I've become a Christian. But until today, I've never met another Christian before. So you think about what a remote life this Christian man is leaving and and how in the absence of a shortwave radio and a shortwave broadcast, he would have never met another Christian. He would have never known Christ. But look at how that man's life was changed because of this technology that's uh, known as shortwave radio that we might think is no yep. longer valid or effective. That's fantastic. It really is. We, we are so thankful for the modern technology that we're utilizing in so many places in the world. But here we are with a technology that's been around for decades, shortwave radio, that's still reaching people, still reaching souls for Christ. And that it is very exciting to hear about. And to hear that once they come to Christ, then they're led deeper into the Word through Bible studies and correspondence courses and through new mm-hmm. technology. Yeah, yeah. The, the Social media. Yeah, shortwave plus other technologies. And this is exactly what Bob Bowman told us some uh, 12 years ago when he said, yeah, the new vision for FEBC Radio is take Christ to the world by radio plus new media. <laughs> and he said that at age, what, 100? Uh, no, he was only about 96. Then. Oh, okay. All right. All right. He's with the Lord now. Ed and Wayne, I, I'd like to connect that to this wonderful story sure, please from, do. from a listener. And he's, you know, I'm just reading this. Hello, Pastor. I have met you many years in the Mian camp um, in Chiang Rai. Have you remember me? At the time, the Mian radio gave me a shortwave radio, and I put it in my luggage and brought home in uh, Laos. On my way home, the police had, look at my luggage, they searched the bag and out of the clothes, but they could not see the radio. I was amazed. I was so happy. <laughs> the police knew that we used the shortwave radio to listening to God's word. So they didn't want us to do that. That happened about four or five years already. And now we found the radio programs on Facebook. And I also <laughs> listen to you live. Um, and that's, that's now the, the connection of shortwave and Perfect. you know Facebook Live and the new media, new technology. Oh, you know, let's maximize all of this. Yep. Yeah, that's right. What if God gave us all this technology just for the sake of the gospel? What do you think? <laughs> it could well be. And it's a responsibility we have uh, yeah. Yeah. with this new technology that it's out that we need to use everything that God has given us with all of our strength and all of our mind yeah. to get his word out. Hey, Jonathan, before we let you go, and by the way, Jonathan's in California at our FABC offices and Ed and I are in Chicago today. Mm-hmm. But um, before we let you go, uh, talk to us about the Unreached Prayer Guide that uh, can help listeners know how to pray. 
Well, this is a wonderful uh, opportunity for for every believer. You know, we're we're targeting churches here. We're targeting missions uh, people here. Or we're we're targeting every Christian. So every month we highlight a country that is unreached, and uh, we give all the the information. We give backgrounds. We give items how we can pray for, and also we we provide slides as well that if you want to use. Use that on your on on the church for for prayer items. You could use those slides, maximize those oh, opportunities. Wonderful. Yeah, so um, uh, we have that every every month. So we have a new country that we're just going to focus on, so people can pray for that unreached people group or unreached country. Well, add the information is at febc.org. That's right, febc.org, and uh, it's a really valuable guide. It's our responsibility, I think, because of what we get to see that God is doing around the world to share with you here in the United States what it's like to be a Christian in a place like Laos or Myanmar or Vietnam. And, um, yeah, you can go to that guide, and it'll be a great informational source and a wonderful encouragement to us about the power of God's Word. And as Jonathan said, it can work for the whole church if you want to use it that way as well. Jonathan, thank God for what you're doing. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's wonderful to be part of this wonderful ministry. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of Until All Have Heard. Ed Cannon is our host. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we'll be back next week with another episode. And thanks for listening each time. And maybe pass the link along to other people and leave a review of this podcast online. That's always very helpful. Until all have heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.